HCC Connect is an initiative of Core to Ed. This podcast is supported by an independent educational grant from Bayer. The views in this podcast are the personal opinions of the experts. They do not necessarily represent the views of the experts, academic institution, or the rest of the HCC Connect group. For expert disclosures on any conflict of interest, please visit the Call to Ed website. Welcome to the HCC Connect podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, we do have the privilege to be joined by Professor James Harding, gastroenterologist, oncologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in the USA. Welcome, Professor Harding. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. In this episode, we are going to get insights from Professor Harding on the key abstracts and topics discussed at ASCO GI 2022 and Easel Liver Cancer Summit 2022 in hepatocellular carcinoma. So first of all, from your point of view, Professor Harding, what were the key topics covered during these two congresses this year on HCC? I have to say um, it was a very important year for ASCO GI in that we saw really um, wonderful data continuing, again, focusing on treatment of advanced hepatocellular carcinoma. I think the big study that everyone was anticipating and important to hear was the Himalaya study, which evaluated dual immune checkpoint blockade inhibition in advanced HCC. Uh, We also saw several other important studies at the meeting, uh, highlighting two that evaluated various immune therapy combinations with tyrosine kinase inhibitors, namely the Renovate study and the Going study. At follow-up meetings, we also had an excellent presentation uh, by a colleague detailing how we should be sequencing these treatments, and this is what we'll try to cover today. Thank you, Professor Harding. So now I would like to ask you, why did you select those topics? Can you please elaborate more on the importance of those abstracts that you just introduced to us? Sure. Uh, So for the Himalaya study, uh, this was a a large multi-center, open-label, randomized phase three study of the anti-CTLA-4 antibody tremolimumab with PDL one antibody Dervalimab in the frontline setting uh, with patients with unresectable hepatocellular carcinoma. In the history of clinical trials for IO in HCC, uh, we've seen previously that single agent anti-PD-1 based therapy certainly had anti-tumor activity, but in an unselected patient population wasn't enough to demonstrate superiority over the historic standard of care the tyrosine kinase inhibitor serafinib. And so the question that Himalaya asked was, can we add a a priming dose of an anti-CTLA-4 antibody, tremilimumab, to dervalimab, and when we compare that to serafinib in the front line, can we actually improve overall survival? And importantly, the primary um, endpoint of the study of survival was met and survival was extended in patients receiving uh, this priming dose of TREMI with uh, continuous dervalimab versus serafinib. This study also found, because it included 
um, a dervalimab only arm, that dervalimab was non-inferior to serafinib. It is not superior to it, but seemed equivalent in survival and hazard ratio. And so this study really um, is the first study to demonstrate combination IO with an anti-CTLA-4 antibody improving survival in this disease. Um, the study was large. It included uh, global uh, enrollment. It's a heterogeneous group of patients that reflects a patient population that we would see in clinical practice, restricted, of course, to child's PUA and excluded large vein involvement, but nonetheless um, showed a favorable safety profile, a modest response rate, and in my opinion, represents a, a, another potential standard of care in the frontline setting. The reason that I chose to discuss Renovate uh, was particularly that there is another means of enhancing you know, responses and outcome in the frontline. Um, and, and historically, we see this with the I Am Brave 150 study, where targeting VEGF with an anti-PDL1, PD1 antibody led to improved outcomes over serafinib. So the idea of co-targeting VEGF uh, appears to be important, and that represents the other really standard of care at the present time. Uh, but a question that yet remains is if we target multiple signaling nodes that are involved in angiogenesis, namely VEGF receptor, platelet-derived growth factor, and others via multi-targeted tyrosine kinase inhibitors, can we also improve outcomes? And Renovate was a, um, a small phase one, two study that looked at the combination of, of these two um, therapies, namely regorafenib and nivolumab. And it, as a study, it demonstrated a, a reasonable objective response rate of about 30% a PFS that falls kind of into historic comparison of what we're seeing in ongoing phase three studies right now uh, between five to seven months. The overall survival for that study was not reached. And so this, along with other data, suggests that TKIs and immunotherapy may be important to improve outcomes. And this, you know, leads us to think about uh, the uh, prior studies of lenvatinib with pembrolizumab, which also in phase one, two studies have demonstrated promising outcomes and are now being assessed in the randomized phase three study, LEAP02. And so uh, this is why I kind of selected this study, although there were many important studies at ASCO, and we could easily talk about many others uh, this is really with an eye towards the future. It also allows us to think about um, data not presented at the meeting, uh, but the COSMIC uh, 312 trial, which looked at how does cabozantinib add to anti-PD, PDL one therapy. And in that study, we uh, compared cabozantinib to serafinib to cabozantinib plus atezolizumab. And that study met its primary endpoint of progression-free survival, the co-primary report of OS at its interim was not met, but you know, more data is required there. And then the final study that I highlighted was an investigator-initiated study called the GOING trial, which looked at the sequence of TKIs starting in the front line, namely regorafenib, and then adding to this nivolumab. 
And this is an important question because not all patients may receive upfront immunotherapy in the current time. Um, and it's unclear what the operating characteristics of immunotherapy are when added to an ongoing TKI. Uh, this study's primary objective was really to look at safety, tolerability, feasibility, um, and it appeared, you know, safe and comparable to what we've seen. Finally, you know, looking at the just the data review um, at the subsequent meetings, it really begs the question of we've had so much advance um, in the last, you know, five to six years in liver cancer. There are so many FDA approved drugs, uh, many positive studies now. Uh, it, how do we position patients for treatment? What do we think about when um, we need to treat patients with this disease? Um, and I think for all medical oncologists and hepatologists, it really does boil down to two major things. One is quality of life and lengthening of life. Um, and then secondarily, in the amount of tumoral shrinkage and disease control, reduction in disease burden. And so when we evaluate the data, clearly in the frontline setting, immunotherapy combinations are the standard of care for most patients, whether this is through an IM Brave regimen of atezolizumab and bevacizumab or a Himalaya-based regimen of priming tremilumumab with durvelumab. And for those patients who may have a contraindication to immunotherapy, we certainly may consider tyrosine kinase inhibitors and in patients that may not be fit for these, but can tolerate IO, single agent anti-PD-1 or PDL one blockade with Dervelimab is certainly reasonable. Uh, when we move to the second line, there are a number of agents that are uh, certainly approved. And these include cabozantinib, regorafenib, uh, ramasurumab in AFP high patients, but importantly, these were only studied and demonstrated a survival advantage after failure of serafinib. And so many of my colleagues uh, will still utilize these agents in the second line. Some will actually move them to the third line in favor of serafinib or lenvatinib in the second line, pending you know, failure of an IO-based regimen. Uh, and so you know, the field is evolving rapidly there are many, many new potential therapies, uh, and clinical trials will still be of critical import to determine how do we best sequence these uh, and, and ultimately how best to treat patients. I think another complexity to it all is that as this is a global disease with you know, somewhere between you know, 800 to 950,000 cases per year, um, we are seeing um, large phase three studies happening all over the world. And because of that, we're seeing sort of proof that these treatments work in different patient populations. So for example, not at um, ASCO GI, but certainly recent data of Orient 32, which looked at another anti-PD-1, PDL one antibody with a bevacizumab biosimilar. So a biologically similar concept to IM Brave 150, in an Asian, predominantly HPV subset, also showed improvement in overall survival and PFS. So this study certainly confirms the importance of combination IO in the frontline setting. Professor Harding, thanks a lot for all this insight.
So I would like to ask you a last question. In few words, what are your take-home messages based on those results presented at these two congresses on HCC? The take-home messages uh, for me is that the field of HCC is moving very rapidly. We're seeing important advances uh, that are actually going to improve uh, the quality of life and length of life for these patients. Uh, there's a tremendous pipeline of new drugs that are coming through and a number of important questions, which include the sequencing of treatment as well as moving these treatments to earlier stages of disease. I do think, to kind of uh, paraphrase from the meeting, we're primed to make a real difference in the field. Uh, and I really do look forward to the next two to five years uh, with the outcomes of ongoing studies and many new uh, novel therapies uh, moving forward. I wanted to thank Professor James Harding for joining us today, for his valuable inputs, and we appreciate your listening. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. This HCC Connect podcast was brought to you by Courtoed Independent Medical Education. Please visit courtoed.com for more information.